They shift him from right to left. Play action to that side. Rolling right looking. Fires in the end zone. Got a man. Oh, touchdown. That's a tight end from 15 yards out. Welcome to the Bowl Season Stories podcast, Season 3, Episode 13. I'm Nick Parparelli, the Executive Director of Bowl Season, and today we are joined by former Arizona Wildcat and four-time Super Bowl champion Rob Gronkowski. If you missed any of our previous episodes, you can catch them on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. And if you enjoyed today's show, we'd appreciate you to like, subscribe, and drop a five-star rating. And as always, you can follow all the Bowl Season news on our website, bowlseason.com, and on social media at Bowl Season. Today's show is brought to you by Sport Radar, reimagining immersive experiences for sports fans and betters. And Tax Act, the official tax filing software of Bowl Season. Go to taxact.com to get started today. Today's guest spent 11 seasons in, in the NFL with the New England Patriots and Tampa Bay Buccaneers where the former Arizona Wildcat won a total of four Super Bowl championships. Please welcome to the show the one, the only, Rob Gronkowski. Rob, thanks for joining us, buddy. Yes, Nick. What's up, my man? Thanks for having me on today, man. It's a pleasure. Must be kind of a slow day for you to be hopping on our podcast. You're not jumping out of any planes today? What's what's going on with that? <laughs> no, not today. And I actually just finished up with my weekly uh, Kay Adams show uh, type interview. I co-host a show with her slash I get interviewed by her as well. I do it every single week, every Wednesday from uh, 11 to 12 um, Eastern time. So I just got off the FanDuel K Adams show. We talk football, we talk what's going on in the NFL and all that good stuff. Awesome. Well, all our listeners, make sure you you, you listen to Gronk on that on the uh, K Adams show for sure. So many things we could talk about. Sometimes I have guests, Rob, on the show, and I'm preparing for questions, and I could basically ask them everything there is to know about them. With you, that's impossible. But we'll start out with your college career. How does a kid from upstate New York whose father played football at Syracuse end up at the University of Arizona? Yes, that's a great question. It actually has to do with my father uh, bringing him up, saying he played at Syracuse because my dad, uh, he's in the fitness industry. He's been selling fitness equipment retail and commercially for 33 years now. And then he went out to one of those conventions where, you know, everyone goes and meets up that sells fitness equipment throughout the whole world or throughout the whole United States. And he met a buddy there that was doing the same thing as him that sold equipment at, um, in the state of Arizona. And he went to the University of Arizona. So it was an alumni of an uh, of the University of Arizona Wildcats. My dad became good friends with him about 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Uh, through his work, through what through what they do, selling fitness equipment. And therefore, he said, hey, Papa Grant, you got to bring your kids to Arizona. So we went to Arizona. He influenced my dad to bring us to Arizona for a recruiting visit. I went there my sophomore year in high school and fell in love with the place. That's kind of the short story of how I got there. Not not hard to fall in love with the weather out there for sure. I'm a Syracuse guy. I'm a little disappointed you didn't go there. Did you, did you even consider that? Or was it just, did you want to get out of that cold weather? No, I definitely considered Syracuse. My final four was Syracuse, Ohio State, Clemson, and the University of Arizona. But I just felt attached to the University of Arizona ever since my sophomore year in high school. I always knew I wanted to go there, but I really like Syracuse. I really like Clemson as well. And Ohio State's Ohio State. It was definitely, you know, top notch and, and you know, amazing. But the University of Arizona just felt like the right place for myself. And it sure was, baby. It got me to where I am now. There were no wrong decisions there. I'd have to say you made the right one for you, for sure. Well, tell us about your time at Arizona and 
what, what's, what's it like to be a college athlete? How much fun did you have there? And, and maybe how's it different uh, in college, playing college football uh, versus the NFL? Yes. Oh, it's a big difference playing college football versus the NFL. No doubt about that. But my college career, I had a fantastic time. I had so many friends on the team. The University of Arizona Wildcats, we were kind of an up-and-coming program. Mike Stoops was our head coach at the time. He did a wonderful job with the program as well. When I got there, I mean, everyone's like, why are you going to the University of Arizona? It really wasn't for the football program. I mean, the, I knew the football program was up on the rise, so that definitely satisfied my need for where it needed to be, the program. It wasn't like they were coming off of one eleven season. They were just starting the rebuild. They were right in the middle of the rebuild, so, rebuild session, so I knew it would be a great opportunity to help them out and also compete and win games, which we did. And uh, we went to the, my first University of Arizona Wildcats football program we went to our first bowl game my sophomore year uh when i was there um in college and we went to the las vegas bowl uh which is pretty spectacular it was their first bowl game in 10 years my brother was also on the team he was at the university of maryland he transferred to the university of arizona he was our fullback which is incredibly awesome just overall my college experience was amazing i wouldn't have changed a thing uh, from my freshman year all the way to my junior year and then leaving early to go to the nfl so just what a great experience going across country the weather the palm trees i mean ridiculous every single day it was sunny it was 80 plus degrees out every day just overall great time man and uh the pool parties those were pretty spe spectacular as well so you're saying Gronk Beach actually started a long time before it became official. Yes, that's a good point, Nick. It sure did. And that's how kind of Gronk Beach formed was because of all the stories we told about going to the University of Arizona, of how they had the pool parties all the time. And the people that throw Gronk Beach actually went to the University of Arizona as well. So pretty incredible right there, my man. You're making a pretty good recruiting pitch right now if anybody's considering going to Arizona to play football or, or just to go. You mentioned bowl games, and this you know this podcast is bowl season stories. Uh, love to know about your experiences at bowl games, and 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 you know for the fan, right? They'll turn on a bowl game, they watch it for three hours. Not a lot different than a regular season game, but for the players, you're there three, four, five days in advance. You're doing all these fun activities that you might have never done before. You're doing it with your friends, with your teammates. A lot of great stories from that, I'm sure. I don't know if, if some of them you're you're willing to share publicly or not, but, but tell us, tell us about uh, some of your best memories from the bowl games you participated in. I would say the best memories is the gift package. I mean, especially back then, because that, now there's NIL. So you're kind of getting gifts all the time now, but back then when I was in college, I was running off of like a hundred dollars a month, just trying to feed myself and, and get through the day and get through the month and get through the week just because you know, money was very scarce at that time. And then whenever you go to a bowl game, you're like, man, look at this gift. I got an Xbox or I got a Nintendo Wii or whatever it was. And then you kind of sell half of the gifts as well, like to your friends or to your buddies or on Craigslist. I remember that just to have a little bit of more income but or else you would just use the gift as well. So getting the gift packages was always one of the best parts, no doubt about it. And then just the whole experience as well. Uh, my first bowl game I went to was the Las Vegas Bowl, um, which was in Vegas. So that was my first time ever going to Vegas. It was my first time my mom with my mom was ever in Vegas as well. Same with my brother Chris, who was on the team. So just feeling that whole experience of the Vegas atmosphere was just just an unbelievable experience, and getting to know like what Vegas offered at such a young age 
And um, just being able to go out there, we practice at the UNLV uh, facilities. We played the game at the UNLV, UNLV uh, football stadium. So just overall, it was an awesome time and uh, great, great weather there as well in Vegas for a football game for sure. Have you ever been to Vegas since? I've been to Vegas just a couple times <laughs> since. Then. I'm yeah, pretty sure I made it. I'm pretty sure I made ESPN a few times going out in the nightlife in Vegas when I was about 23 years old. The one time I had a broken arm with the Patriots, I broke my arm, and then I was in Vegas with a cast in my hand. I kicked my brother right in the, you know, right in the, right there, right in the middle, dead center of his body, right in the midsection. Turned around and stone cold stunner him because we were a little tipsy. I was like 23 years old. Next thing I know, I was on ESPN for three days. It was one of my biggest highlights I've ever had doing the WWE at a nightclub on stage. So uh, those memories are just great to laugh at now, my man. <laughs> and now you're hosting a bowl game, the LA bowl hosted by Gronk. That was announced a couple of weeks ago. Real, a lot of excitement around that. I mean, I can't believe the attention, the publicity that got whose idea was that? And what are your plans for the game? Yes. The attention was actually mind blowing. I mean, I thought it was going to be a big thing, but it turned it up. It turned out to be like something extraordinary big. Like it was all over the place. It was headlines on ESPN. It was headlines on Fox. It was really, really cool to see that. And, um, and it's super special too, because I'm one of the first persons ever to host a bowl game, especially an athlete. And it used to be the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl and uh, he passed it down to myself now. And now I'm about to gronkify this bowl game. And it's actually a full circle moment too, Nick. Like I said, the first bowl game I played in, the first bowl game that the University of Arizona, what University of Arizona went to um, in 10 years when I got there was the Las Vegas Bowl my sophomore year in college. And guess what? The Las Vegas Bowl was the conference matchup, the number five Pac-10 seed versus the number one Mountain West seed. And guess what? We beat BYU, who was ranked number 17 at that time. We beat them 31 to 21. My brother had a nice touchdown up the middle. Willie Tuatama threw for over 300 yards, had one of his best games of his career. It was the first bowl game going to, and on top of it, winning for the University of Arizona. And now think about this. It's a full circle moment because that conference matchup, when we beat BYU, is now in L.A. at the L.A. Bowl, and that's the bowl game I will be hosting. So it's kind of like I'll be hosting the same exact bowl game that I won about, what was that, 15 years ago, 14 years ago. So it's a full circle moment, my man. It's a pleasure to be doing it. It was actually the L.A. Bowl uh, actually hit me up. They're the ones who came up um, that brought the, brought the attention to me about hosting it as well. Uh, because the contract with Jimmy Kimmel expired. So they're like, hey, we want an athlete now, like someone, you know, that's played football. So just an unbelievable opportunity. And on top of it, check out our logo right there, L.A. Bowl, hosted by Grant at SoFi Stadium, one of the best stadiums in the world. Let me tell you that. I was just there the other week. I actually played a football game in there as well, the game I broke my ribs. So bad memories there, but it's okay. I'm going to reverse it. It's going to be great memories now. Super excited to host the game. What else can I say? I can go all day about it. We're so excited to have you a part of bowl season, buddy. We really appreciate, really appreciate you getting behind it too. You know, bowl games are so important, and you're going to add a lot to the whole season, not just not just the LA bowl. In that Las Vegas bowl, was there a Gronk spike in that game, or was that not a thing yet? Or is that more of an NFL thing? 
it's more of an NFL thing. And unfortunately, I did not score a touch on that game. And think about it, too. That was my last college football game I've ever played, too, because I did not play my junior year, which is unfortunate. I really wish I could have at the University of Arizona played my junior year. It would have been a heck of a season. They had a great year. We had a great team. But that was my last game I played in college was this bowl game that's coming up. And there was kind of a Gronk spike uh, because my brother scored a touchdown on a play-action pass. He was a fullback, very athletic fullback. He went up the middle, pretending he was going to block the linebacker. Uh, Willie Tutama faked the handoff. The linebacker bit. My brother went right up the middle, passed the linebacker, caught the ball on a great turnaround catch, and I ran it for about another 15 yards right into the end zone. So my brother, who's a Gronk, had a touchdown. So that's kind of a, a Gronk spike moment right there, even though you couldn't spike the ball in college at that time. That was actually a 15-yard penalty if you did that. But uh, it's just an amazing opportunity. And now think about it. My brother is uh, one of the sponsors now. I just showed you our logo, and this is actually my brother's company right here as well, uh, the one who scored the touchdown in the Las Vegas Bowl for Arizona, who is my – teammate and brother at the time he started a company ice shaker right here baby and he will be sponsoring the la bowl as well and if you want to keep your drink cold or your coffee hot for more than 24 hours you get an ice shaker baby if you want to shake that protein and get jacked get big muscles like these bad boys stay defined you drink your protein out of an out of an ice shaker nick that's what's up <laughs> i have an ice shaker your brother chris and his company are great uh, sponsors of bowl season as well he was at our annual meeting last year i can't wait to see him you're getting all the credit for the gronk spike but now i know he's the originator of it actually he's the originator because he actually scored a touchdown because he went to the pros he played three years in the nfl and he did originate originate the gronk spike he was the first one to Gronk spike a football in the NFL when he caught a one-yard touchdown pass from Tony Romo his rookie year, and he absolutely spiked that thing to the moon. So Chris G is the originator of the Gronk spike. We actually determined that last year. I said it on air, actually. So we all know he started it, and he loves it as well. You got to bring it up to him the next time you I see him. I will for sure. He'll love that. Um Open-ended question here. You could take it whatever direction you want. You know, you're a guy who likes to have a lot of fun. New England Patriots are known for an organization, really very focused. What was it like for you to be a New England Patriot? It was amazing. It was one of the best times of my life. I played there nine years. I would not change a single thing. Uh, the program that, you know, the organization that I was drafted to, I just super thankful that I actually did go to New England. Uh, there is no doubt about that. My career there, I will be a New Englander for life. I will be a Patriot for life. There is no doubt about that. And uh, just the time, just throughout the whole New England area, the time being on the team, the time being outside of the facility, out off the field was just unbelievable. I mean, going out in the city of Boston, going anywhere in the New England area is just amazing. Everyone just welcomes, welcomes me with open arms, you know, just uh, accepts me everywhere. That's why I love New England. They accepted me from the beginning of who I am, just being silly off the field, being silly on the field. Uh, New England will be a home for life, and uh, there's no doubt about that. That's awesome to hear that. Now, your your former teammate, Julian Edelman, does a pretty good Bill Belichick impression. Any impressions from you, Coach Belichick, Tom Brady? You got any of those guys down? I mean, Julian is the guy that can impersonate anyone at any time. He can impersonate me. He can impersonate Brady. Belichick at any time. I usually leave it up to him to do the impersonations. 
but I can do one for Julian that he does to me whenever he sees me. I'm down a little bit in the locker room. It's a sad day for me. I'm beat up. And Julian comes in the room. He's big. He's bad. He's the big bad And then he gets me all excited. I get up. I chest bump him. So that was a pretty good impression how he does that when he comes strolling through the locker room and he sees me and he knows I need a little pickup. So Julian, Julian's the man. Unbelievable teammate. Unbelievable player. Hopefully he makes the L.A. ball as well because he lives out there in L.A. And uh, he's always on Fox with me every Sunday as well doing the pregame shows. So love Julian, man. Love him. Got to have, gotta have friends and teammates like that pick you up when you're down. Let's, uh, let's talk about uh, – let's transition to your life outside of football. You're apparently you're a WWE star, superstar, amongst other things. You won a championship gold at WrestleMania. I'm not even sure what that means exactly, but what was that experience like? And you think you'll ever get back in the ring? That was a dream come true as well. When I was in second grade, I remember my friends and I, we would throw our backpacks down. We'd pull each other's shirts off. We'd be throwing punches at each other. Like we were in the WWE, we would get we would get up on a table and jump onto each other because we love the WWE and uh, we loved watching Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Val Venus, all those good all those amazing guys, good guys that share our and uh, just to be able to get the call from the WWE to do something with them was just extraordinary. I was in the Royal Rumble. My friend Mojo Raleigh, who was actually in the WWE at the moment. The Royal Rumble is where there's like 40 guys in there and then the last standing wins and there's like three guys left. Ginger Mahal, he threw a drink on me and it, it made me mad. I got I stepped over the, the ringside in the front row, got into the ring and absolutely leveled Ginger Mahal. And that was one of the most incredible moments of my life. You know, a dream has come true to get just a little part of the WWE. And then I was the 24-7 champion as well. Longest tenured 24-7 champion of all time. That was like 42 days, thanks to COVID, because they couldn't get the belt back. We couldn't do anything. So thank you, COVID, for that opportunity to make me the WWE 24-7 champion for 42 days. <laughs> Congratulations on that. Rob, I live in Rhode Island. You mentioned New England before. I, I know you still spend a lot of time up here, so you never know when there's going to be a Gronk sighting in the area. In fact, my son is a student assistant for the basketball program at Providence College. He called me about a month or so ago and said, hey, Dad, I just rebounded for Gronk uh, at our facility. I, I knew you loved basketball, but what, what were you doing? What were you training for? A, a big Gronkowski family pickup game maybe? No, I, I was just training to train, man. Basketball is just fun to do it. You know, running around the backyard, running sprints in the track. I mean, it's boring after a little bit. I love to get my cardio in. I love to get my workout in while doing an activity. So what better activity to do than basketball? I feel like it heals my body as well. My body took a beating throughout my whole career. So it heals it. It, it kind of uh, activates every part of my body as well from head to toe from down my arm all the way back up my arm. Like, it just feels so good. You, you use every single body part when you're playing basketball. I just do the drills, and I want to thank your son as well. You said your son, right? Yes. Yes, I want to thank him as well for rebounding for me because without him, it wouldn't have been such a smooth day because my shots were all over the place. He was running back and <laughs> forth. So it was just so great to practice without having to get your own rebound so that you could just keep continuing to put shots up while he's rebounding. So – Thank you to your son. I appreciate the hard work and dedication. But I also love the workout still. I love to stay fit. It's just part of my blood. It just keeps me going. It keeps me healthy. It keeps me feeling good. And what better way to do it than playing basketball, man? I feel so good after every time I play basketball. 
I love how close you are with your family. Your dad, Gordy, we mentioned played at Syracuse. Your brothers, Gordy, Dan, Chris, Glenn, all played football as well. I think of all the things you've done, one of the funniest things I watched you do was Celebrity Family Feud with your dad and your brothers. Was that as much fun as it looked? Yes, so, uh, Celebrity Family Feud is the best. Uh, Steve Harvey is the absolute man. I love the guy. He's so creative. He's so witty at all times. And that's not to blow my dad's head up anymore, but that's where his nickname came about was the creator. Uh, Steve Harvey looked at him and goes, you the creator. And then ever since my dad has called himself the creator. And let me tell you, it's a great name. It's a name that stuck. So Steve Harvey, thank you for a wonderful show. Thank you for Celebrity Family Feud as well. That's a great time. Anyone you ever get asked to go on, you have to go on. It's an incredible experience. I can see your dad loving that nickname. That's a pretty good one. I, I was, although I was a little disappointed you didn't make it to the fast money round. No, we didn't. We uh, we lost to the the Pete family and the Pete family. They're unbelievable. I love the Pete family. That was my first time I've ever got to meet them. But um, they beat us, and we barely lost. We barely lost at the oh, last good. moment. But yeah. We didn't make it, but hey, it's all right. We had a good time playing. If you did make it. Who who were the two guys that were going to go up to the fast money? Did, did you figure uh, that out? I would probably say myself, because I'm big, fast money myself, baby. And then I'll go with Chris, who is actually the creator of Ice Shaker. He's like a low-key genius. He kind of knows, like, he's like Rain Man a little bit. He just knows everything for some reason. Well, whichever one of you went second, I was just envisioning, like, the first guy not doing so good, and the second guy comes up and looks up at the board, and it's 50 points, and you're just giving him, giving him crap right on the spot. That's what would happen. That's why I would go first and my brother would come second and have to make up for us. Well, you've said that you, you weren't always as outgoing as you are now. You were even even too shy to dance. Is that true? And where did your confidence come from? When At what point in your life did that kind of click over? Yeah, I was always a little bit too shy to dance, kind of because I was probably say I was uncoordinated at, at a little bit at some times. I mean, I grew so fast that my body really didn't keep up with my, you know, how fast I was growing with. So I was kind of awkward for a little bit in my life. Uh, didn't really understand my body and how to control it. But um, eventually, once I did, once everything started flowing, um, boom, I just let it go, baby. And then once you let it go, it just starts firing on all cylinders. So uh, like through high school, I was always awkward. I never really danced. I always thought it was awkward. And uh one of my friends, one of my uh, football teammates was like, just let it rip. Who cares? And that, that always stuck with me as well. And uh, just who cares? Just let it rip. Whatever moves you have, you have, as long as you own them. If you just own them, even though if they're crappy, they're still amazing then. Well, you're certainly not bashful now. I know there's another tight end who's playing now that's getting a lot of, a lot of the spotlight. I think he thinks he's a pretty good dancer. How would that competition go? Oh, he's actually a really good dancer. You're talking about Travis, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's actually, he came to Grunk Beach, speaking about Grunk Beach earlier, he came to Grunk Beach last year when uh, it was at the Win Encore Win Beach Club uh, during the draft last year in Vegas. And uh, we had a dance off. He's got some hips. He can drop it. He can move. He can groove. So I got to give it to him. He can, uh, he's loose. He's loose in the midsection. So his hips, you know, when you got the hips, like, uh, uh, who says that? It's Shakira. She always says hips don't lie, and uh, that's the truth. If you got incredible hips, if you got loose hips, hey, you're good to go because the hips don't lie. Good one. Good one. A couple more things for you. I want to give you an opportunity to talk about something. I, I feel like a lot of the work you do for charity and to help other people goes unnoticed. 
Uh, I know you do a lot of work for the Make-A-Wish Foundation and other organizations. You donated, I think you donated 1.2 million recently to build a playground in Boston. Congratulations on that. You know, everybody sees Gronk having fun. Who knows what you spend your money on, but you do so much good work. What was behind the decision to refurbish that playground and, and what motivates you to, to help other people? Yes, definitely. Um, I just always love to give back, um, especially with kids. You know, I had such a great childhood growing up. I feel like the childhood I had growing up has definitely helped me get to where I am because I was competing every single day um, versus my brothers. They were always older versus my friends. So I had the opportunity to be the type of player that I am because of my childhood. It was just establishing and ingrained into me from the very beginning when I was a young buck. So that's why I started the Grunt Nation Youth Foundation to give back to the kids that are less fortunate to uh, to give, you know, whatever they need, the tools that they need to succeed and to have the opportunities to succeed like I did in the uh, Grant Nation uh, playground that's going up in the Esplanade area, right on Sturrow Drive, right when you, you come out of the tunnel, right off the Charles River. There's a playground there right now, and we're refurbishing the playground, making it brand new. It's going to kind of be like a sporty type playground for kids ages five to 12. And it's just an awesome opportunity to give back to the New England community. I mean, like I said, my nine years, I would have not changed a thing. New England will be a home for me for life. I'm a Patriot for life. That's for sure. I won three Super Bowls with the Patriots. So I want to give back to the city of Boston. They opened their arms up fully for myself when I got to the Patriots. They welcomed me like no other place would welcome me. So uh, it's going to be really cool. The playground is going to be uh, is going to start getting built next year in April. And uh, I just can't wait for it to be finished. It's going to be awesome. The kids are going to love it. There's going to be so much cool things on the playground for the kids to be entertained and to be active as well and to make themselves a better player as well in uh, whatever sport they're doing, because there's going to be a lot of things uh, enabled for them to do that type of stuff. So good. So good. Anything else with you coming up we should know about? We talked about jumping out of planes, WWE, Gronk Beach, hosting a bowl game. That one's coming up quick. You're you're in yeah, I think you're in more commercials than Peyton Manning now. I don't know if that's an official tally. What what else can we look forward to out of you? Yes. Uh you know, I like working, man. I like staying busy. I like keeping the brain active, that's for sure. Uh there's no doubt about that. I mean, yes, I'm retired from football. And you know, when I retired from football, everyone acted like it was kind of like I was 80 years old and I was retired from life as well. But uh, that, I mean, that's just how it seemed like, obviously, but obviously that wasn't the case. But um, just overall, man, I like to stay busy. I love to stay working out, love to stay active. And uh, if you, you know, stop doing things, you stop using your brain, you stop using your muscles, you stop using your tools, you're going to lose them. They're going to go limp. They're going to go dead on you. So that's why I love to do everything, love to stay active, love to keep my mind going. Um, talking about football on every Sunday with Fox here on here on this show with you for bowlseason.com, baby. I want to give a shout out to you guys for doing such a great job and also being a part of my bowl game, talking about my bowl game, the LA Bowl, hosted by Gronk, baby, at SoFi Stadium. So, hey, stay busy, but also I like to have my downtime as well. Love to get massages, love to just chill out for a day, recuperate, you know, so then I can hit the road again and give it my all. Well, it, it certainly is good to be Gronk. That's for sure. Really appreciate you, buddy. Re appreciate what you bring to the world, how much fun you have, how much you include other people. Uh, you are a great football player. You're just as good of a guy. Uh, appreciate you spending time with us. 
Awesome, Nick. Thanks for having me, man. Vapor Apparel has all your game day essentials. From eco-friendly lightweight sun protection shirts and hoodies to cozy joggers and Sherpa fleece pullovers, Vapor has the layers you need to get outside and stay out longer. Plus, as Bowl Season's official apparel sponsor, they're creating limited edition shirts for bowl-bound teams made with 100% reprieve fiber from recycled water bottles. Want to celebrate your team's bowl bid with official bowl-bound gear? Get yours and explore more at bowlseason.com. Well, that'll do it for this week's podcast. If you missed any of our past episodes, you can catch them on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. And if you enjoyed today's show, we'd appreciate you to like, subscribe, and drop a five-star rating. And as always, you can follow all the Bowl Season news on our website, bowlseason.com, and on social media at Bowl Season. Thanks for listening.